everybody, you're listening to the Teachers First Podcast, a place where teachers learn to overcome the very real challenge of prioritizing themselves without guilt within a student-first culture. From one educator to another, we will talk about everything from burnout and stress to finding balance and growing a life beyond the classroom. I'm your host, Nicola Henry, and class is officially in session. Hey everybody, on this episode of the Teacher's First Podcast, we are talking all about self-care. Now, this is going to be a two-part episode, and this is just part one. And if I could see your face right now when I said the word self-care, I'm sure that you're doing one massive eye roll right now. (laughs) Self-care is such a buzzword that we've seen over and over more recently on social media and opening up in our conversations, particularly around mental health and wellness. And resources have never been so accessible with regard to self-care before. Like you can Google that word and a mix of Pinterest and YouTube and someone's blog is going to come up with a list of tips for you to execute. But what we aren't really talking about and getting to the root of is getting to a point where we actually practice self-care and diving deeper into the hidden excuses and fears and insecurities that are going to bubble up um, that are keeping us back from not actually practicing self-care consistently. Self-care isn't something difficult to engage in, right? It's not like we don't know what to do. We have tons of resources at our fingertips and we know that we need it, but we struggle to. So today I'm not going to talk about what you can do for your self-care because that's already wildly available, but I am going to share with you some truth bombs, aka some mindset work that you need to deeply do in order for real change to happen. So get your pens and notebooks ready because this is going to be really good. So the first truth bomb that I'm going to share in this episode is going to ruffle some feathers, but I promise you that it's going to be good for you. Here it goes. You need to rethink selfishness and realize that being selfish is actually really smart. I'm going to repeat that again because it was so good. And you're like, did I hear her right? Don't worry, I got you. (laughs) You need to rethink selfishness and realize that being selfish is actually really smart. And when I say selfish, I want to clarify what I mean because I can already sense the little hairs on your neck rising when I said that. When I say selfish, I mean making decisions and taking actions and caring for yourself that are filled with absolute intention. And not just intention, but so much so that they're necessary for you to have well-being and positive growth and for you to show up in a way that is going to positively affect the communities that you're in. You guys, I see this problem all of the time with a lot of the teachers that I work with because hearing the word being selfish or doing something for yourself just feels really, really bad and like you just shouldn't do it and no one else seems to be taking time for themselves. Why should I? That you kind of have to wear this badge of honor that says, I'm going to spend all of my time and energy just giving, giving, giving to everyone else because I'm the only one who can do it. And if I die, that that's a badge of honor. And that's actually really dangerous. And some of you are like on the fast track to that end result. And that's really scary. So if you want to go from thinking that selfishness is terrible and horrible and bad 
to actually believing that selfishness is necessary, I want you to really explore some of these other possibilities instead. And I'm going to walk you through some of the questions that I actually share with my clients. So totally write these down. Here are some of them that I want you to take the time and go through. What does life look like if I had the energy to get more done in my day and extra, right? And some, right? If I had the productivity and the focus and the clarity I needed during the day and I actually got things done and I felt good doing it instead of living in brain frog and really just dragging myself through my responsibilities, What would life be like if I were on my A game nine times out of 10 on the regular? And what would life be like if I had an outpouring of joy and love to extend to those that I really care about in a deeper way? Because we know that not being selfish is actually keeping you from deepening those relationships and it really kind of diminishes them and tears some of them apart. So answering some of these questions that I've proposed to you is really the first step in believing that being selfish is actually smart. And as you're listing out all of those possibilities and what's what, you know, is an opportunity there, you get to see a you in a different way and that better smarter, more loving, more present you becomes more and more attainable. And I know, let me say it again, it feels super icky to feel selfish, but trust me on this. Remember my definition of being selfish, that you're doing things and making decisions that are intentional, but they're absolutely necessary so that you could better have an outpouring of love and positivity and impact to the communities that you serve. Because the actions that are seemingly selfish in the short term actually have a positive impact in the long run. So take, I can't do that, that that's selfish out of your vocabulary. And I want you to say instead, it would be selfish for me not to do this thing. It would be selfish for me not to do what's necessary. And what's the impact if I actually do do this thing? What are the positive impacts? Okay, and after you list those out, then go do it. (laughs) Go be more selfish. So to close, I want you to think deeply about those questions and I want you to see the bigger, better version of yourself, someone who is well-rested, someone who is happy in their work and happy with themselves and more confident in themselves and are just getting more out of life and you're more valuable and attainable. And when you make these changes, some people are are going to get it, right? And many of your circle, they won't, right? The people in your circle, they just won't get it. And you might have to explain it and then re-explain it and re-explain it and they still won't get it. But as long as you're clear on your intentions and they're pure and you know that they're for a good purpose and you doing those things are going to make you a more effective teacher and a more effective human, I say all the power to you. You're going to get some amazing results from it. So that is it for me in this episode. Go and implement those strategies and follow up with me on how they're going for you. And if you need some added levels of support, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. If we are not already connected, I'll put the link in the show notes below because I want to celebrate you. I want to celebrate your wins of being more selfish. So this is just part one of this episode. I can't wait to release part two because it gets even better. 
I'm Nicola with the Teachers First podcast, and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Teachers First podcast. If this episode connected, affirmed, or encouraged you in any way, head over to your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and a review because the more ratings and reviews that we get, the more teachers we can positively impact and encourage to put themselves first like never before. Find me on social media, also linked below. Thanks in advance, and I'll see you in the next episode.